L-A-S. From One Dad to Another is brought to you by... Hey everyone, I'm Amy with an A. And I'm Jenny with a Z. And we'd like to introduce you to our new podcast called Sick and Tired. For people who are sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. We're going to be sharing some personal health stories with you. Some stories from other people, both positive and negative, And help empower you to be a self-advocate for your own body out there in the healthcare community. We might be using words you're uncomfortable with. Like moist. Or vagina. <gasps> oh, not that word. So if you're uncomfortable with those words... This might not be the podcast for you. Or maybe maybe it it is. is. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. To support this show and other local creators, subscribe to LAS Plus. For more information, visit LASpodcastnetwork.com. I'm excited to talk about our pelvic floor. And guess who has a pelvic floor? Everyone. Even Alex. What? Even Santa. (laughs) LAS. Well, hey there, newborns. <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything fast enough. Uh, I'm Logan, and this is From One Dad to Another. Uh, but it's a special edition of From One Dad to Another, because another dad is not here. Tim is uh, away, living his best life and being COVID safe. He uh, felt some, some cold-like symptoms, so we're playing it safe. He's at home. With his lovely wife and dogs and, I assume, I don't know, millions and millions of... of RVs. RVs. He, he does collect um, things. He's just a, he's a thing collector. He just has a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, lots of passions, lots of hobbies. Love Tim, but Tim's not here, so enough about Tim. All right? This is Logan's show. And uh, <laughs> we're going to call this episode From One Dad to a Mother because Marnie had a great idea. And Marnie was going to come on the show anyway to talk about part two of our new parenting experience. And the third special guest that's here with us, along with Marnie, is the small human being strapped to Marnie's chest, which is our newborn daughter, Marlo Scout. Hi, Marnie. Hi. How are you? Oh, swell. You have a baby strapped to your chest in our recording studio. This is the first time I've used this wrap. It's awesome. It looks like it's working great. Yeah. Um, You're joining because the idea was, (laughs) well, one, you listened to last week's episode. I did. And felt strongly that um, you should be here to correct us on a couple things. Sure. Um, So, yeah, we were going to have you on anyway to talk about how the last couple weeks have gone, um, maybe correct things from my story where we were at the hospital for the weekend. Sure. And uh, and so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to tell Marlo Scout's birthing story part two. Yeah, from um, my perspective. Including <laughs> Marnie's perspective. <laughs> and, uh, and I do want to acknowledge our producer, Alex, who <laughs> made it very clear that Alex is also here. But uh, not wrapped to my chest. I, I thought you were, I was the third special guest, but... Guess not. I'm truly a fourth wheel now. You're not a special guest. You're a special producer. You're here all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not a guest. <laughs> Wait, what? You live in the corner. What, what year you... is it? <laughs> How long have I been up here? I haven't seen daylight in so long. Jeez. Sounds like your sleep schedule is the same as ours. Um, it pretty much is, <laughs> <laughs> but it's only by choice. Sure. My babies are cats and video games. Mm. 
Those are good babies. But not, I mean, not quite the same. No, I, I also, uh, you know, play it off. Been pretty busy with this project, too, while you guys have been raising a child for the last two weeks. Yeah, sorry about it. I said it last okay. week, but Alex, I am so grateful that you've taken on oh. so many extra projects around so, here. So happy to do it. Um, because I'm slowly pushing you out, Logan. <laughs> I know, I feel it. <laughs> uh, we've been raising a newborn child. Yeah. Um, gosh, where do we even start? I guess we start with the sleep because you brought it up already. Sure. Um, but I think let's let's just talk about the the last two and a little bit weeks, two and a half weeks now. Yeah. Um, Marla was born on Friday the thirteenth. I love it. Do you? You? I was nervous about it. Yeah. But you felt good. Oh, I love it. I think it's a lucky day. And also, my dad was born on uh, Friday the 13th, November, but... But that still does feel somewhat like fate. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I always, I mean, Liam was born on my grandma's birthday, so I always feel like there's some symbolism in if you look for it hard enough. We were kind of <laughs> hoping that she'd be born on the 8th. Yeah. Because you and I are both born on the 8th of our respective months. Yep. So, that yeah. would have felt good, too. It would have. Yeah, there were so many days that she could have been born on that we would have found some sort of symbolic reference to. So if you didn't hear um, last week's episode, Tim and I talked about the birth weekend, the three days that we were at the hospital and that whole story. But you felt like there were a couple of things <laughs> that maybe we got wrong or, or maybe we missed. Yeah. Um, first one is that I have a family practice doctor. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. No, I'm in now. So <laughs> we have a, we talked about how um, your your doctor, your pediatrician... Also delivering your baby felt a little out of the ordinary? It's not. But it seems like it is. No. She's a family practice doctor. Are we those are those less doctors. common than regular doctors? No. I mean, like, there's specific OBGYN doctors. Okay. And then, um, like, and a lot of people will go there for, like, to OBGYN specialist or um, there's another one. Uh, and I can't think of the name right now. Don't worry about it. But uh, other people will go to a family practice and where you just get the whole shebang. I liked having the whole shebang. Yeah. I thought that it was great to have a familiar face uh, there helping deliver our baby, somebody yeah. who was invested in us as a family. Yeah. You know, that felt good. Yes. And you were correct. She did deliver Liam 12 years ago. Got it. So, okay. yeah. So, I like I said, I was like 98% certain. Yeah. But I want to make sure I was right. Yep. Yeah, so that still feels a little abnormal to me, but I think that I really valued that that was the case, and I guess it's maybe more normal than we All thought. All the doctors in that practice are family doctors, or family practice doctors. Are there a lot of practices in the area that do that? Um, do you know? I don't know. Okay. But I would assume It just feels like a special thing to yeah. me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you may have heard some baby cooing in the background there. It wasn't a squirrel. It was actually a baby cooing. <laughs> Because there's legitimately, Marlo is here with us, and um, she does sleep a lot during the day, mm -hmm. but she was just up right before we recorded. Yeah. So we'll see what we, we'll see what sort of Marlo action we get during right. this, during this episode. You never know. Was there anything else from the weekend you wanted to talk about, or things we got wrong, or just your perspective of things you wanted to hit on? Oh man, oh, there was a good coup. Hi, honey. Um, gosh, I don't know. Yeah, you said that. I I said it was a difficult birth. Right. And so I... I and mean, my perspective was that it felt fairly normal to me. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, do you want to dive into your thoughts on and your perspective on it being difficult and sure. Um, I don't know, whatever you want to mention about that. Yeah. Um, ooh, I thought of another thing that you and Tim talked about. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Tear me apart, Martin. Okay. Let's start with that and then we'll go into my perspective of okay. the day. Um, so Tim was asking how they break somebody's water. Oh yeah. Right. And you like kind of, kind of knew, but kind of didn't know. And Which sounds like everything. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel about everything. Yeah. Um, but they use something that kind of looks like a crochet hook. And um, they tried to break my water first thing in the morning when we got in after I got the IV. Uh, and they couldn't get to it because of the positioning of my body at that right. part, point. So then I was put on Pitocin for four hours. Right. Um, and then she came back on her lunch hour and was able to break my waters then and with the crochet hook looking thing. It did not look like a hook, for the record. It yeah, there's looked a little, there's a little thing on it. I didn't see a hook. Yeah. I just saw a long white poker. It looked almost like a like a like a gardening stick that you would sure. stick into the dirt. It kind of looked like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or like a knitting needle, but it was like a crochet. There's hook. no hook at the end. <laughs> there's a crochet hook. All right. Okay. There was a hook at the end. Anyways, uh, so that was the other thing, um, or one of the other things that I can remember. But so. Hello. Um, so my perspective of the day was after. Oh, we'll see how long. <laughs> uh, so after they broke my water at like twelve thirty, since I was on pitocin, uh, that shot my contractions up to from like a two pain chart with like the the straight across mouth sad right. face. To a very upset, sad face at like nine or ten. Right. You were, can you describe that a little bit to me? Because I mentioned that you were in significant pain, but what does that actually mean? Sure. Um, so before my water broke, uh, the contractions, like I felt them, they weren't like straight up pain. They were just kind of uncomfortable and kind of like a tingly feeling. Okay. Um, but then as soon as my water broke, that's when it was like, Oh my gosh, my stomach is ripping apart. Is uh, that what it feels like? Nah, I mean, it's just like the worst stomach ache you've ever possibly had for a good 45 seconds. That sounds much like over and over <laughs> and over again. Every few minutes, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, then trying to find my grace in between there where I was like, um, can I have an epidural? You you did exude actually a significant amount of grace in between your contractions. Uh, even when you were having a contraction, you were not like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> you did not... this to me. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That didn't happen. It wasn't a, it wasn't a sitcom or a rom-com. <laughs> right. Um, no, you actually were very poised. And that may have led into that feeling of, okay, this feels normal to me. Sure. From the, the external dad, right. non-gestational parent perspective. I was raised a good Catholic. I don't show my emotions that well. Great. <laughs> That's good. That's heartening to hear. Uh, but yeah, um, so then within a few minutes, you got that right with the uh, the anesthesiologist, who is not my family practice doctor. Correct. Um, was on the floor already, and so uh, they came in, and they were able to give me an epidural. But then after I got the epidural, then my blood pressure kept dropping. Right. And so then they were frantically trying to get a hold of the um, anesthesiologist to get permission to give me medicine that they were already giving me. Right. <laughs> so 
Uh, right. Because my blood pressure just kept dropping and they couldn't get a hold of her. So, yeah. Uh, so that was a bit scary. Uh, yep. But it's better that it was dropping than raising, I guess. Um, I guess, I don't know. Neither is probably good. Sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, hashtag not a doctor. Right, right. right. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, the second complication was her heart rate dropping, Marlo's heart, heart rate dropping every right. time I would have a contraction. And in the middle of it all, our labor and delivery nurse mentioned that it could possibly be because the cord was wrapped around her neck um, or that it was pinched somewhere or something. Not something that anybody talked about for too long as too serious of a thing. Nope. Just Um, passing. This could be it. Yeah. And uh, which totally freaked me out in the moment. But I was starting to push at that point. So I was I was. Preoccupied, I guess. I don't know. I was eye on the prize. Um, (laughs) Right. So, so yeah. uh, But uh, I just found my chart notes on because a cool thing about uh, going to Mercy Hospital is that they have a chart that you can log into and see everything that has been updated in your. um, What am I trying to think of? Just your account there. Sure. And, and this is an update that happened since we recorded the last episode. That right. We found this yeah. out formally. And, and I I was going to let you take the lead on this. I didn't want to talk about it unless you wanted oh, to. Yeah, but whatever. But yeah, go ahead. Um, but we did find out that the cord was wrapped around her neck. And so that's why she was a little purpley and blue when she came out and why it took a couple minutes for her to cry. But yeah, so those are all complications that I did not have when I was in labor with Liam. Liam was pretty straightforward. And oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um so yeah. I would say and going back one last time to this idea of me feeling like this was a fairly normal experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because everybody just treated it like it was very normal yeah. and kept us pretty calm. Yeah. Like if they mentioned in passing that the cord was wrapped around her neck, I did not feel like that was a major issue at that sure. point, right? Yeah. Something was weird, something wasn't going right, but a major medical mm-hmm. Thing was happening you were giving birth so I expected one or two things to be a little off yeah right um so I don't know I, I never for a moment thought that things were seriously wrong and the only time I ever got nervous was when she came out and was very purple mm-hmm. and made no sound right yeah um no the fact that our doctor stayed there all afternoon after she broke my water that was an alarm to me that something wasn't correct. She did have another patient that she admitted while we were there, but the fact that she stuck around when her practice is two blocks away right? was, I was like, eh, something's not a-okay here. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I didn't want to dwell on it. <laughs> and I, I think that based on what we've learned and talked about just a little bit since we found out that official information about sure. a cord wrapped around her neck, mm-hmm. um, that's something that I think we could talk about more on this show in the future. Um, maybe get some different perspectives, maybe some some medical insight into that. Because I think that's yeah. something that we hear about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's one of those situations where it could have gone either way. Yeah. And I think that we're very lucky to have a perfectly happy and healthy baby. Right. And everything has turned out great for us. But I know that it, it doesn't for everybody. Right. So, um so, yeah, I think that's something we may touch on more in the future of this show. Yeah, and I think that that's something that you and I are very open with sharing our stories in general. Right. Um, just We'd have to be for me to do <laughs> something like this whole podcast Valid. network. 
Um, but to bring more um, recognition to, you know, any number of medical uh, things that happen with people, uh, whether it's, you know, miscarriages or, you know, a difficult birth or, you know, mental health. Right. Yeah. Those are things that we like to share our stories with. Absolutely. To make other people feel not so alone. Anything else from that hospital weekend that you wanted to hit on or thought was interesting? Um, I know the chocolate milkshakes were the best part. They were amazing. So good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like room service. It's a little like being at a hotel. All yeah, right. Except I got four, four corn dogs when I ordered mini corn dogs. Alex. Marnie ordered corn dogs and they brought her four mini corn dogs. How is that going to fill somebody up? Especially when you're eating for two. Well, I had given birth at that point. Well, I'm always eating for two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eating for one and a half. Right. Does your appetite go down after you have the baby? No, I wanted food immediately. But I also hadn't eaten anything since 6.30 in the morning. And it was right, 7 o'clock eat. at night. Oh, that's a thing? Mm-hmm. They say don't eat? That you are on a water diet when Ew. you're in labor. Mm-hmm. I don't like anything with the word diet in it, for one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even order anything from the water diet. Nope. So, I, I mean, again, with your stomach. Wait, order any? Isn't there only one thing to order? There's, like, jello and... Um, it's a, Sorry, it's not a water diet. It's a liquid, liquid diet. Yes, sorry. Got and, it. and there's, like, a clear liquid diet, which is different than a... Jello. Liquid diet. <laughs> than a food coloring liquid diet. <laughs> Correct. Red dye number five. Diet. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Red That's diet. That's a really specific five. diet. <laughs> yeah. But hey, whatever works. Right. Worked for you guys. Yeah. Uh chuck the milkshakes were the best. Yes. For sure. Yeah. And you got Irish Democrat that night. That was fun. I did. My friends, since I had gestational diabetes, uh, had asked what my first meal what I had wanted my first meal to be after the diabetes was taken out of me, so to say. Uh, and they bought me bacon cheese fries from Irish Democrat and cheese wontons and chicken strips. So I do want to be really clear. I want to be transparent about this story and how this all happened. Okay. Because okay. the truth of the matter is I bought that for you. Oh, okay. And I was always going to buy that for you. Well, sure. They then got in on the deal. Yeah. All right. They got to be part of it. Well, I think that but they wanted this was this was too. planned for weeks yeah. in advance. This was always going to happen. Well, one of our friends in particular kept asking me, not like obsessively by any means, but like every couple of weeks, like, so have you figured out what your first meal's going to be yet? I, right. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'll figure out when I come to it. Right. So I could tell something was yeah. amiss. A previous guest on this show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And a Texas Roadhouse winner. Hashtag Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Hashtag Megan Nelson. Yes. Well Love done. Um, anything else from the hospital weekend? Um, did you tell your first dad joke that no. you were able to tell? No. Oh, I think that's important. I don't think that I did. Um, Marlo came out and um, wasn't breathing, was very purple. They took her over to the NICU unit mm-hmm. in the room. Um, which is a unique thing about Mercy. It's this the what big unit? old machine. There's a Nick U. Nick so. U? Yep. Oh, okay, cool. And I see you. Yep. Oh, all right. There. Yep. Newborn intensive care unit? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Today I learned. Yeah. So if a, if a baby needs intensive care, they would usually take the baby to 
a special place with extra machines and and things to help that baby uh, survive. Yeah. Um, and they would call it the NICU. And Sir Thrive. Thrive, Sir Thrive. thrive. Yeah. I like it. It's a new word. Um, and one thing that's unique about Mercy that we liked a lot was that there was no separate space for that. There were individual machines in the room. So the baby was always in the room with you, mm-hmm. no matter what. Uh, and they're one of like eight hospitals in the nation that yeah. do that. It's very wow. cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And that's one of the main reasons why we chose to go to Mercy was that's, because yep, of that. Correct. And so they took her over there and uh and I'm I, I said this, I wasn't crying so much as I was just exuding You're leaking moisture out of every <laughs> facial orifice. Um, like, you know, when you're crying, there's tears like streaming down your face. That wasn't happening. It was just like all pushing out of my face. Wow. <laughs> just sitting there. Um, cause it was just this like raw emotion mm-hmm. just making its way out of me in, in strange ways. So anyway, I, I walked over eventually and she has, um, very large feet. Mm-hmm. She had large feet for a baby. And one of the nurses acknowledged that. And I said, yeah, clowns run in our family. Oh, <laughs> no. That's mm-hmm. good. But I said it like, clowns run in our family. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yes. You That's can adorable. see like the wet mark around his nose Not <laughs> just through a... the mask. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Clowns run in our family. <laughs> It was Very awful. Pennywise of you. It's a really not good <laughs> Logan impression. I didn't like that at all. I don't know. I thought that was Logan talking. <sighs> good. So we had a good time uh, at the hospital, and we came home with a beautiful baby. Yeah. And now we are two and a half weeks into being parents. We are. And uh, well, second time parents. Yes, uh, I'm your first to... newborn. Correct. I'm yeah. two and a half weeks into being the parent to a newborn that's never happened to me before. Uh, Of course, we have another child, Liam, who is your biological child, and I've been a stepfather for a while. We've talked about that many times on this show. And uh, obviously I've loved Liam, and and I've had that experience with him since he was, you know, three-ish, four-ish. Yeah. But I've never been a a parent to a newborn before. Yeah, biological. So this is all new to me. Yeah. By the way, I'm sorry that I've been standing up Liam on Xbox Live. (laughs) Have you? Is that the he, truth? He's tried to play with me a couple times. Oh, uh, that's know, okay. I just haven't had the time. No. I, I, I can't remember. I, he, he sent me a message on something like, hey, um, going like we're going to be playing. Yeah, I think it was sure. after that. We were at a bonfire at, at Tim's house. Yeah. And afterwards, he was like, hey, we're going home and we're going to play some uh, Sea of Thieves. I think the, he went straight to bed. The pirate game when don't they worry. got home. And I was like, I'll try. Yeah, don't worry about it. But I can't tell you how much it fills my heart that he asks at all. Yeah. No, you know? he loves you. He loves, loves you, you and he's a really good kid. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love him. I feel like a distant uncle. Yeah. Who I won't mean... play video games with him. <laughs> we <laughs> had wants there. to, but wants to. Right. We haven't actually gotten to see him a ton uh since we had Marlo, mm-hmm. so I'm excited for him to be around this week. Yeah. Um and kind of get a little bit more of that big brother experience. Yeah, he that. that I think you know, besides obviously you becoming a biological parent for the first time and meeting her for the first time, right? That was one of my favorite parts of the whole experience was when Liam got to come down to the hospital and he was just in awe of this little being that was now his. And like he kept pointing out her little features, like her ears are so small. 
And you could see beyond the mask that he he just kept dropping his jaw every time she would do anything. Yeah. And it was just the sweetest moment. And then Marlo got him a new watch for <laughs> for her birthday present to him. A very hip swatch. Yeah. I always cool. wondered how the babies brought that. Right, I know. My it's brother sh- David brought me a full Lion King Pride Rock Oh, that's awesome. Set. And I was like, where did this come from? Right. But I Amazon baby. I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to question it. No. <laughs> we got the idea actually from a mutual family friend of all of ours. So, yeah. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Whenever uh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a hit. Yeah. For sure. He still wears it every day. And that thing's loud. Like it clicks loud. Mm-hmm. That feels like a quality product. Yeah. The watch clicks? Yeah. yeah. Like when it's ticking? Yeah. Like every it's second's just Yeah. Yeah, but it's like heavy, real. Just carrying around Big Ben on your wrist. <laughs> kind of. Something like that. Yeah, that's what swatches are known for. Swatches. Mm-hmm. Is the swa for swag? Uh, yeah. I think it's for Sweden. Oh. Oh, yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> on that ridiculous note, let's take a break. And when we come back, we are going to continue talking about being parents to newborns. Uh for the last two and a half weeks yeah. and, and how that's been and what we've learned and uh, how little sleep we've gotten and how everybody tells us, man, I can't believe that you're even here. You should be asleep. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. So um, stick with us. We're going to check in with some sponsors and we'll be back in just a moment. From One Dad to Another is brought to you by... Hi. Greetings. Hello. Uh- Hello there. I'm Alan Way, and I'm your dungeon master for this new live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, Myths of Myria. This podcast is for those looking to rediscover the joy of adventure, and helping me on this journey is my lovable nerdy cast. I'm Josh Wagner, and I'll be playing Shadow. I'm Jackson Parker, and I will be playing Valros Visago. I'm Morgan Willis, and I'll be playing. If you like fantastical and otherworldly character-driven stories, political and military intrigue, snide gamblers, or discovering what's on the other side of the looking glass, then you are going to love our brand new podcast as a part of the LAS Podcast Network. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. To support our show and other local creators like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, you can go to LASpodcastnetwork.com. And just remember, you don't have to know anything about Dungeons & Dragons to fall in love with this podcast. And little did you know that this entire trailer was the verbal components to a spell. And now you're enchanted to listen every Monday to Myths of Myria. So, welcome. 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 To Miriam. L-A-S. Hello, everybody. My name is James. And I am Sarah. And, and we, we are, are full, full of BS. BS. Which is why we're starting a new podcast called A Load of BS. We probably want to tell them what BS is, though, James. What do you mean? Well, we everybody knows them, what BS is. No, we got to tell them what BS means. It's brand strategy. Everybody knows that. I mean, it could potentially mean something else. Like what? Boat snack? <laughs> Bucket sauce? I don't I don't know. It's brand everybody knows it's brand strategy. That's it. That's, that's what I heard on the I, streets. I guess. Okay, well, now you know. You can be full of brand strategy too. So if you want to be full of BS too, I would recommend checking out our podcast, which will be coming out every second and fourth Wednesday of the month, produced by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids. 
For more information, visit LASpodcastnetwork.com. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of LAS Podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and get started, visit LASpodcastnetwork.com. We all can be full of BS together. Come join us. I've been told that I'm full of BS a lot. It's true. I stand by that. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Moana, remember? When he's like, holds the chicken up, he's like, boat snack. (laughs) L-A-S. Welcome on back to From One Dad to Another, a special episode from One Dad to a Mother. Hi, Marnie. Hi. You're the mother in that equation. Turns out. Wow, because we did it together and we made a baby. This thing. Uh, Marlo Scout here in the studio with us as well. Tim has taken the night off to be COVID safe, and I encourage everybody else to be COVID safe also. Go get vaccinated. We believe in it. We're all vaccinated here. Help Help keep our baby safe. Yeah. It matters. Both our babies. All the babies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just spent the first half talking about Marnie's perspective of our hospital experience and, and having a baby. And now in the second half, I thought we could talk about what the last two and a half weeks have been like. Sure. Um, two weeks, really, of, of being home with yeah. a baby. Yeah. Uh, how has it been for you? What have, what have your overall thoughts been? I spend a lot of my days just staring at her. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just because there's something new every day. Like when I came on a few weeks ago and I said that I was, you know, interested to see what's new every day with her. Sure. But yeah, she grows in different ways every day. And it's so fascinating to me. But yeah. I think, and and we kind of have an interesting dynamic right now. I have been in and out a lot mm-hmm. um especially the last kind of week and a week and a little bit um the first week i was really working from home yeah and really stayed home quite a bit but yeah. more things have popped up um especially with the podcast network and real estate um sure have been working on a number of real estate deals which has been great call me and uh i also we've been doing a lot with the podcast <laughs> network as well we gave a talk at one million cups we have a number of other projects going on. We're about to launch a bunch of new shows, our Wave 2 shows. So a lot going on around here. And then I'm trying to be as present as possible at home and yeah. do as much work from home as possible. Um, and so be there for as much of it. And especially be there for you because mm-hmm. even though she's a little potato yeah. that can't go anywhere, yeah. she requires a lot. A lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot, <laughs> which I knew, but is still surprising to me. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, she, I mean, I was talking to my mom last night about yeah. how it's not too dissimilar from having a puppy, except a puppy has more uh, ability to take care of itself sure. than a baby does because she can't even hold her head up yet. Right. So, or figure out what her limbs do because they just keep hitting her in the face. An accident. There are some little nuances, now that you say that, that I'm already finding I take for granted. Mm-hmm. Like, you naturally just support her head all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it anymore. I just do it. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I'm holding her in one arm a lot of the time, just like a football, because yeah. that's a great position for me to support her neck in. Yeah. Um. She needs changed often. 
We've gone through a lot of diapers. Yes. And I knew we would, but it's still more than I expected. Right. Yeah. Which is mind-blowing to me. Mm. And she's eating like crazy. Yeah. She loves to eat. She loves to go to the bathroom after she eats. Or before she eats. I mean, I do too. Right. Sure. Hasn't really changed. Right. Um, How has that been for you? Because um, breastfeeding is is, seems like always an interesting topic for new mothers. Yeah. Um, and we made a choice early on that um, we were going to supplement right. as needed yeah. with formula. Right. Uh, do you have thoughts on that? Um, I think that you and I, like, you know, obviously would love to breastfeed. Oh, hello. You're okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, we would love to exclusively breastfeed if that were an option. And sure. if that worked for both of us. But... Uh, we weren't putting that pressure on ourselves for mm-hmm. that. Um, and so we decided that fed is best for us. And everyone has their own way of uh, parenting and making that decision that's right for them. But that's what was right for us. And so uh, breastfeeding has been kind of a challenge with her because she's a little stubborn and wants milk immediately and it just was not coming fast enough for her so uh we figured out that just pumping and feeding has been working and uh and supplementing in between we're still doing a mix like we're still when we have breast milk that has been pumped we still use that right um but you're not very much at all trying to actually directly breastfeed at this point she's just not taking to it yeah And instead of getting frustrated by it and making her get frustrated by it because we both get hot and bothered by it, um, then, you know, what's the point after? Like, I I don't want to try to fight it into happening. And I think, again, this is a topic that some people feel very strongly about. And some people have the patience and are able to get uh, to exclusively breastfeed. Right. But, yeah, it's just something that... It's important to me, but not something that I'm going to fight that hard for, I guess. Sure. So, yeah. Um, do you mind if I get a little bit deeper with that? Please. Why is it important to you? Um, well, especially right now in this day and age, um, babies would receive, or in this case Marlo, would receive uh, antibodies from me uh, through breastfeeding to help um, keep you know, not only to help with COVID because I was vaccinated when I was pregnant with her. Right. So she already has antibodies antibodies from that. But also she would get more through breastfeeding. But it's also like the common cold or flu or, you know, any other germs that sure. she would have this extra protection with. Um, that and, you know, there's other studies that show, you know, different, various different things with breastfed babies versus formula fed babies. Right. And, um, not that I know those too <laughs> sure. well or in depth, but, but yeah, you know, the antibodies was really the main thing for me. I didn't know if you felt strongly about, uh, some sort of personal connection through that experience or, um, or anything like that. I think, oh, she's cooing again. Um, I think with Liam, I, I was able to breastfeed him more than what I am with Marlo and, you know, it was like 45 minutes of just kind of 
hanging out and sure. getting what we needed, but also like, meh, taking my time. And so I didn't really feel or have that connection the first time around. I really didn't enjoy breastfeeding the first time around. Um, and so I knew that I wouldn't, you know, be overly needing to do it with this baby as well. But I wanted to try it to see, you know, 12 years later how I felt. And, you know, it's a whole different world now. Sure. And I'm a whole different person now. And so, yeah, I think that I I was talking to you the, the other night about how I did like that connection that I had. And, you know, for the few days that she was actually latching and taking to it. Um, but, yeah, I uh, it just got to a point where... Um, if she's crying because she's hungry and I'm frustrated because it's just not working. Right. You know, at what point do you just say this is working better for us? Yeah. So. Makes sense. Yeah. How do you feel about our overnight situation right now? Oh, How does else Marlo feel about feels it? Feels very differently about it. Um, I mean, I like it. How do you feel about it? Good. I, so I think that um, Marlo sleeps more during the day than she does overnight. Mm -hmm. um, the last couple nights, I feel like she's been doing a little bit better. And, uh, but I mean, sometimes it's, it's every hour yeah. that she's up, mm -hmm. um, needing to be changed, needing to be fed. Mm -hmm. And so we're starting to find some new rhythms. You know, we put together a, a meal kit now that we take upstairs with us, yeah. um, that has, uh, bottles and formula that are ready for her to eat overnight. And we, uh, we have a changing station upstairs and you did a great job of preparing us in advance mm -hmm. with things like diapers and wipes and a changing station and baskets for all of those <laughs> things. And we're very organized. Well, thanks. And I've valued having that now. And I, I would not have been, if, if I did not have your previous parenting experience to go sure. off of, I would not have been ready with something like that, even as a fairly organized and planned right. person. Yeah. You know? So I've really relied on your experience there, and, and that's been great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when when she's up, I get up and I change her, and then I bring her back to you, and you feed her. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of our cadence, and we kind of yeah. just do a bit of a handoff. Yeah. And some people do like a, a you'll take the first half of the night, I'll take the second half of the night type of situation. Yeah. Um, I know some families, the mom just does it, yeah. right? Or one parent just right. does it. Yeah. Um, I should I should say. Um, but yeah, I, I think that seems to be working for us so far. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been a bit of a challenge, and I I've struggled with it. It's it's definitely being tired has compounded difficulties in my life that I didn't realize it would. Sure. Like I, being tired sucks. <laughs> And, like, I thought I was tired before, but now I'm, like, exhausted tired. Sure. Like, oh, something's keeping me up all night. Yeah. You've definitely not taken to the being woken up in the middle of the night as well as I think I have. I don't think that I'm, like, turning into a terrible person, no, right? No, no, or, no, no. or, you know, ruining things or <laughs> anything like that. But I, You're it's hard. You're really tired. It's hard. I'm tired. You also aren't able to take, like, the midday naps that I'm able to take when she naps. Yeah, I, I definitely have things going on during the day. So, yeah. So That's it's different. True. Yeah. It's true. Um, but I think it's interesting to figure out those systems and, Absolutely. and how we navigate that because she is mm -hmm. needy. She needs us. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's something different um, 
right now with her because she, you know, she'll go to the bathroom, wake up, um, need to be fed, go to the bathroom again. Then she takes the rest of her bottle, the last like third or fourth of the bottle. Right. And then she'll fall asleep again. And that's kind of her rhythm right now. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, we have other friends that have, that did the separate, like one parent stays up through the night, the other one takes the early morning shift. And, but I think that's because their child was awake during the night. And, you know, it was when their baby was a little bit older. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be ever-changing, I suspect. Sure. I think that's valid as well, right? Yeah. I expect our systems, as soon as we start getting used to them, to change. Sure, yeah. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just to be fluid with it, right? And, right. And to be open to whatever is needed. Yeah. I'm very, I'm feeling now more than ever how how grateful I am to be a realtor mm-hmm. and to be an entrepreneur who runs a podcast network. Sure. Right. That's offered me a ton of flexibility to have people like Alex and Craig and Forrest and Brody to help support. Pew, pew. pew, pew to support. Ow. <laughs> we gotcha. That was me getting shot. Pew, pew. By Uh-oh. the church pews. Um, Marlo's awake. <laughs> just a head shake and a. <laughs> but to have people around us, not just our friends, but also the team that, that I've built here mm-hmm. and, um, and to have a, a job and, and work like real estate that allows me a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Um, and a, a, an understanding team at Coldwell Banker. I mean, that's been great as well. Absolutely. So yeah. I think I think we're both feeling a bit of that luck, even though <laughs> it means that I'm working on a pretty regular basis. It's just on my own time and, right. and often yeah. from home. And we knew that, you know, you would have things that would come up. And so it hasn't been anything unexpected or detrimental by any means. Do you feel different? Marlo, do you have any thoughts on how the last two weeks have gone? Big sigh. Yeah. Oh, never mind. There's more. Are All right. We, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess you have done this before. Yeah. And I have not. Mm-hmm. What do you think the next few weeks might look like? Do you think that, you know... How was it for Leah? Maybe I'll phrase it that way. Okay. Um, beyond the first two weeks, can you remember the first three months of Liam and what that was like and maybe what changed? And Well, I think, you know, slowly but surely, like I said earlier, like there's just different little things every day that change. Sure. And then all of a sudden, instead of having this potato that you have to, you know, take care of their neck and make sure their hands don't scratch their eyeballs – um, right. <laughs> she finds mobility and she finds that her arm actually does something when she thinks of it this way. And she actually shows emotion on her face that's other than crying because that's the only thing she knows how to do right now uh, is to make noise to say, hey, I'm hungry. Hey, I'm hot. Hey, I need a new diaper. Right. Um. So I'm excited for they say at about like I think it's like Four to 12 weeks is when they start to show emotion uh, that's uh, on their face. So, like, smile or, you know, whatever. Sure. Or laugh. or Not just the funny faces she makes when she poops. Right. Which right. are hilarious. They are. Yeah. Um, but yeah. real, genuine reactions. Right. Exactly. Um, 
So, yeah. You ever pooped at the mirror in front of you? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I would maybe in some bathrooms. My my childhood bathroom had a mirror straight across. Ooh. So I always got to see my face. <laughs> anyway, going to jump on out again. Just wanted to interject really quick. <laughs> really glad we have a producer here to add that quality content to this show. Whoa. When you're looking at a baby's face, all they do, I was just going to say, have yeah. you ever looked at your own face? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same as like... I guess it depends on the experience. And you're letting a dog out and the dog's pooping and then they just stare into your soul. <laughs> That's like, just because they're making sure that nothing's going to attack them and that you are watching out for them. Right. No, it's shame. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened when yeah. you were pooping and you watched yourself in the mirror? <laughs> Shaming <Just> shame. myself. <laughs> you just see your shame on your face. And then you pick up a bell and start Why do I shame have bell. To... Yeah, just like Game of Thrones. Yep. Why do I look like this? <laughs> 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 okay, oh, I'm re- I'm remuting myself. Continue your conversation. <laughs> I don't know where I cut that off. I'm sorry. I felt like I had to Totally fine. Well, I think we're pretty close to done. <laughs> Is there anything else that you feel we should hit on? Any other parts of the parenting experience from the last two weeks that we haven't mentioned that I think are worth, or that you think are worth mentioning? Gosh, I don't know. I, it feels I, like there's a lot, but also not a lot. Well, it also feels like my brain isn't working properly. <laughs> my right brain now. is not working <laughs> at all um so i'm so grateful to you for saying yes and coming on the show you as well marlo thank you for coming on the show oh wow i heard you're welcome in there Um, you're okay thank you so much to you dear listener for checking out this show we're gonna wrap it up before marlo takes over the show herself this is from one head to another there it was good job alex uh, from Thanks, one dad, Logan. From one dad to a mother. Woo. A special episode of From One Dad to Another. Part two of Marlo Scout's birth story. With her own reaction to it. Correct. Live commentary. Yeah. As it were. Uh, this show comes out every single Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Marlo's needs to talk about this whole thing. We need Marlo's reaction okay. to it. Um, and if you like Marlo, if you like this type of content, if you like this show, or you like this independent network and what we have going on here, consider subscribing to LAS Plus. Look, let me be real with you for a second. It's only $10 a month, and you get bonus episodes of your favorite shows, you support local creators, you get live events. It, it's, it's one of the coolest things you can do, and best of all, you connect with a community of other podcast listeners, other local people, other hosts. It's one of the coolest things that I've ever done with my life that we've ever done. We're super proud of it. LAS Plus. Um, Yes, also the beautiful baby that is being held here in the studio. I'm also very proud to have made that as well. Um, But LAS Plus is what we're talking about here. $10 a month. Um, We would love your support. We'd love to give you tons of bonus things for it. So go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus learn more about that i think that just about does it alex thanks for producing thanks for uh, telling us about your you know pooping mirror story yeah now i can't poop without a mirror oh now we know to get you for christmas that's a lie that sounds like a one word stories episode waiting (laughs) to happen i have a hat that i put on and it's got a mirror that hangs down yikes and i just stare myself in the eyes marnie marlo thank you again Yes, thank you. And uh, we'll have Tim back very soon for another episode of From One Dad to Another. 
please consider joining us then. Until next time, watch out for deer. <laughs> <laughs>